This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, March 21st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Trump's endgame on tariffs. Call for global water focus. Nutrition advocates try new tack. And candidates to face rule questions. Trump wants China deal and tariffs. It's starting to look like a trade deal with China won't mean a much-anticipated end to the tariff war that continues to inflict pain on America's farmers and ranchers with tariffs and retaliatory tariffs. President Trump yesterday told reporters he's considering leaving U.S. tariffs in place even if a deal is reached with China. That raises the question of whether China would want to agree to such a deal. And if China does agree to it, would China keep in place its retaliatory tariffs that have primarily hurt U.S. ag exports? We're not talking about removing them, Trump said of the tariffs. We're talking about leaving them and for a substantial period of time because we have to make sure that if we do the deal with China, that China lives by the deal. That's not enough. Trump's comments came just a day after 59 American farm groups sent the president a letter pleading with him to lift the tariffs. The group stressed in the letter that failing to lift these tariffs could negate any positive gains resulting from a new trade arrangement with China. American products are rapidly losing their earned market share to our competitors, underscoring the need for an urgent resolution. Report seeks focus on water security. Improving global water security must be a high priority for policymakers. That according to a report being issued today in Washington by the Chicago Council on Global Affairs. Failure to treat water as a strategic, valuable, and limited resource will accelerate water insecurity, even for historically water-secure populations, and may threaten the economic and political security of nations, including the United States, the report says. The report also says more money is needed for research and that government agencies need to be better at coordinating their efforts. The Council is holding a two-day Global Food Security Symposium in Washington that ends today. New group pledges food policy transparency. A new advocacy organization being announced today promises to provide transparency and scientific integrity and development of nutrition policy. The group called Feed the Truth is being launched with $25 million in seed money and a board that includes some leading nutrition scientists and policy specialists. The group's tasks will include convening experts and stakeholders to identify and advance strategies in translating evidence-based information to support informed decision-making by policymakers. Feed the Truth chairman Jim Krieger tells AgriPulse the group hopes to have its strategy set and executive director in place within six months. Krieger is founding executive director of Healthy Food America and a professor of medicine at the University of Washington. The group is the brainchild of Daniel Lebetsky, the founder and CEO of Kind Healthy Snacks. Michael Jacobson, the recently retired head of the Center for Science and the Public Interest, provided some initial guidance for the new project. Ag employers mull loss in H-2A case. The National Council of Agricultural Employers is weighing its legal options after losing a lawsuit challenging the minimum wage that agricultural employees must receive under the H-2A program. NCAE and the Nevada Farming Operation had sued over increases in the Labor Department's 2019 wage rates. 
Nevada's rate is up 23% from last year, but a federal judge dismissed the case, saying it had to be filed within six years after the Labor Department issued the 2010 rule for calculating the annual rates. Representatives of the United Farm Workers called the decision a victory for workers, worth tens of millions of dollars per year. Candidates to face rule forum. Senators Elizabeth Warren and Amy Klobuchar will headline a rural policy forum for Democratic presidential candidates set for next Friday, March 30th, in Storm Lake, Iowa. Consolidation in the ag sector will be among the issues that candidates are expected to be questioned about. Congressman John DeLay and Tim Ryan also expected to participate in the Heartland Forum. EPA kicks off comment period on E15 waiver and REN reform. Ethanol producers in the oil sector have 30 days to voice their opinions on the EPA's planned rulemaking to allow summertime sales of E15 and reform the biofuels compliance credit market. The rule was announced last week and is being published in the Federal Register today. The rule extends a vapor pressure waiver to allow E15 to be sold between June and September and proposes a set of reforms to the renewable identification number market, such too as limiting who can hold rents and how long those holdings are to be disclosed. The comment period will have a tight turnaround, giving interested parties until April 29th to submit their thoughts. Now keep in mind, this rule is sure to wind up in the courts. Study to link waterway impact on exports. A new study that's underway could shed light on needed improvements to America's inland waterway system. Informa Economics is working with the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers and Department of Agriculture to document economic impacts of the nation's inland waterways on the competitiveness of U.S. agricultural exports. If there's some sort of impediment to the system, What's that impact to the country while also looking at the upside from where we are today? That Ken Erickson, Senior Vice President of Informa Economics, speaking with AgriPulse. A USDA official confirmed the study is ongoing. EPA chief talks up drinking water spending. EPA is focusing on new water infrastructure programs in its fiscal 2020 budget, Administrator Andrew Wheeler told reporters after he gave a speech on global water security at the Woodrow Wilson Center in Washington yesterday. Wheeler didn't answer when asked why the president's budget has zero funding for non-point source grants that pay for controlling agricultural runoff. This year, the grants total $170 million. Wheeler emphasized instead the new investments EPA is making in water infrastructure. For example, EPA has asked for $83 million and 19 new employees to implement the America's Water Infrastructure Act of 2018, which was written to address drinking water and wastewater issues at large projects and in small rural communities. Keep in mind... Congress will almost certainly fund the non-point source grant program and programs focusing on the Great Lakes, the Chesapeake Bay, and other water bodies that the budget would severely cut. Here's today's He Said It. We have 1,000 children die every day worldwide because they don't have safe drinking water. That's a crisis that I think we can solve. We know what goes into solving a crisis like that. That Andrew Wheeler at a CBS News interview. Wheeler also said safe drinking water was more immediate threat globally than climate change. 
Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, March 20th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.